it's up to you and me to shine a guiding light and lead the way. United by our cause, we have the power to pursue what we believe. We'll achieve the realization of our dreams. Hello, welcome to this week's episode of New Horizons. I'm Vaughan Benison. Thanks once again for your company. This week, someone who hasn't been a guest on this program for quite some time, I'm sure you'll recognise the voice. Emma, welcome back to the program. We have not spoken since you left the position of uh, CEO of Blind Citizens Australia. Bring us up to date on what's been happening to you over the last 18 months or so. Yeah, it, it seems like a long time ago now that I finished up as CEO of Blind Citizens Australia. And um, as many of you will know, BCA uh, took a lot of my time, as it should. And um, there was a lot of travel involved and a lot of uh, after-hours work involved. And um, so it's been really nice to uh, have some really quality time with family. And I've also been doing some consulting work and um, then more recently joined Life Without Barriers, which is one of Australia's largest um, community service providers, uh, and have also recently graduated uh, with my MBA, which is something I've been working on for a couple of years now, and it's um, it's wonderful to have finished that and to no longer be uh, needing to take up so much time with study. Let's talk a little bit about Life Without Barriers. What does it do and who is it for? So when it first um, started about 30-odd uh, years ago, it was conceived of by a group of families who wanted a better experience for um, their children with uh, mostly intellectual disability. And so they were looking to set up a, a service which... Um, actually was flexible enough to meet um, their needs. And from that time, it's just grown. And it's now a really large national organisation. It employs over 8,000 staff and it provides a really broad range of community services now from, you know, child, youth and family services to immigration services um, and everything in between. So it's it's a really massive organisation that does really incredible work um, right across the country. And it's really exciting to be a part of such a, um, you know, a, a large, but also at the same time, very progressive organisation. So I initially joined the organisation um, to oversee its access, inclusion and employment plan. And that's um, a three-year plan, well, there's 66 actions in the plan, so that tells you um, how broad it is. And those actions um, apply to its access and inclusion agenda, so all of the things you'd expect, like um, physical access, accessible communication, you know, all of those sorts of things, and also its um, employment agenda. And its employment agenda kind of operates on a number of levels. So firstly, it's about... Um, employment of, of people with disability um, in the organisation itself. And we have a target um, that 15% of our um, employees will comfortably and openly identify as people with disability and that those employees will work at all levels of the organisation. But then we also have um, an agenda to assist people with disability to get 
into employment beyond life without barriers and to set an example for business and government to do the same and to work collaboratively with government um, and the broader community on the social policy agenda around employment. Um, but more recently, I've moved into the role of Chief Innovation Officer, which still includes the um, Access Inclusion Employment Plan, but also has a much broader um, innovation remit, which, you know, we're still working through exactly what the scope of that will be. But certainly at its heart, um, it's about making sure that lived experience, uh, whether it be of disability or any any other um target group or group of, of people that we work with is actually central to everything that we do, which, you know, sounds obvious, particularly for me coming from an organisation like Blind Citizens Australia. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's a real challenge to truly embed that in an organisation of the size and scale of life without barriers. I think one of the real challenges that we have in the, um, in the area of disability employment I would say that, um, well, I know that um, in anonymous surveys um, of employees at Life Without Barriers, we have, um, you know, a, a, a very um, good number of people with disability who um, are working in our organisation. And if, if you based it on anonymous surveys, um, we'd, we'd probably come close to meeting or exceeding the target. The challenge that organisations like ours, and it's not limited to Life Without Barriers, have is around making it um, really meaningful and possible and safe for people to identify as people with disability. Now, for those of us who are blind or vision impaired, um, you know, for some of us, that's not an issue because it's quite obvious. But for other others of us um, who are vision impaired, for example, where, um, you know, people might not be able to tell that we have an impairment, um, the question of whether to, you know, share that information with an employer or not is a really difficult one, which I know we've discussed at many conventions over the years. For people who have mental health conditions, um, it's a real challenge. I know for myself, as someone who experiences mental health issues, it's, it, it is really challenging to know how much um, to disclose and, and what impact that might have on your career progression, etc. And there are people, you know, with chronic health conditions and other disabilities that are not visible who who wonder often whether they're even disabled enough um, to actually fit into the the, the category of, of being a person with disability. So, you know, it's it's um, it's a really significant journey. I think that organisations like ours need to go on to get to this point of, of people feeling comfortable and seeing what the benefits are. You know, we really have a lot of work to do in our community more broadly, I think, to um, make people understand that, in fact, there are huge um, productivity benefits. There are, you know, significant benefits to people's well-being um, in identifying. But unfortunately, sometimes there are also um, really significant disadvantages if people don't feel safe or if you know some some managers unfortunately don't have the training and skills to recognize um you know how to assist someone then that can be a real problem do we yet have an understanding of what it will take to move an organization like life without barriers uh, into recognizing these issues and what some of the cultural changes might be needed to uh, positively affect employment for disabled people 
Yeah, I mean, I think life without barriers is is leading the charge um, in 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 terms of um, disability service providers, and um, you know, I think uh, we have done an enormous amount of work already uh, to try to get that message out that you know it is it is safe and it is okay to to share information about disability. Um, but I think I think it's it's not just the responsibility of um, organisations like Life Without Barriers. It's it's a societal responsibility. You know, it's not just identifying in the workplace. It's um, being comfortable to talk about disability in broader broader society and and being being able to own it and not to feel any kind of shame or ambivalence about talking about it. But you know, that's. That's something society needs to really take responsibility for, and I think, um, you know, we all have a role to play in making sure that that um, that happens. You've got a very interesting collaboration project that's currently underway. Tell us a little bit about the CEO internship program and how that works. One of the things that we um, did was we connected with the Disability Leadership Institute. And for anyone who's not aware of that organisation, um, the Disability Leadership Institute um, was established some years ago now, about seven years ago, um, to develop leaders with disability and also to um, bring awareness to uh, the impact that leaders with disability can have on um, our organisations um, across the board. and so. Um, we worked with the Disability Leadership Institute to establish um, a CEO internship program. Um, the first of these programs um, is currently being rolled out by Urala, which is a Victorian-based disability service provider, and it's going extremely well. Um, and so we felt that we would like to be uh, the next cab off the rank. And the purpose of it essentially is to um, you know bring a leader who has some already has some executive level experience um, into uh, work essentially in partnership as a co CEO with the um, the CEO of Life Without Barriers um, and also with the executive because as you can imagine it's a large organisation so um, you know it's it's really important that they get that kind of bigger picture leadership. Um, understanding of how it works and so the um, idea is that it's a minimum of 160 hours um, over a 12-month period um, we've been kind of deliberately um, flexible about that because we recognize that depending on people's impairment and also depending on their current employment status they might need some flexibility to be able to do it um, but really the the idea is that people get um, that opportunity to understand what it really is like to be a CEO of a large organisation and hopefully have the confidence to then um, move into a role like that themselves in the future. It's meant to be a co-learning experience. Um, and the reason for that is that, yes, there'll be an, a significant learning experience for the intern, but just as importantly, there'll be significant learning for those um, executives and for the CEO in working with um, that person and you know uh, I, I hopefully having having uh, some of their perceptions 
challenged and, you know, starting to think differently about what's possible um, in terms of people working at executive and CEO level in, in this um, disability service provider organisation. I imagine it's a fairly competitive process because whilst there are not a lot of disabled people out there looking for CEO type roles and executive level roles, they do exist. How can one apply to, to be a part of this program and what do you think might be the future of the, uh, of the program? You need to be a um, premium or entrepreneur member of the Disability Leadership Institute um, and there is a cost associated with that, although I would say that um, you know there are some some really great benefits associated with being a member you know if you if you're also looking for leadership development there are some fantastic um, courses and um, peer groups and so forth that you can join too so it's not just about the ceo internship then you know it's just a matter of going to the um, disability leadership institute website and completing the expression of interest form um, by the 20th of july and then um you know uh, submitting your application from there so um and the um website is disabilityleaders.com.au and in terms of the future is this uh, a program that's likely to continue for for years to come certainly there's a commitment from both organizations that um this will be a learning experience and that um you know there will be continued um, opportunities for the organisations to work together and, um, you know, to develop uh, this program further, but also potentially other programs that might assist people um, to access all levels of leadership. Emma Benison there, Chief Innovation Officer with Life Without Barriers. If you'd like to contact Blind Citizens Australia, you can call 1-800-033-660 or you can email bca at bca.org.au. Those details again, 1-800-033-660 or bca at bca.org.au. In the meantime, I'll talk to you again next week. We'll achieve the realisation of our dreams of our dreams